You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, February the 23rd of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today and each and every day that you tune in. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. So be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well as subscribe on any other podcasting platform. And once again, it is free wherever you get your podcast on YouTube. We're up to 592 subscribers, so we are extremely close to that 600 number. So we are... Uh, so if you haven't subscribed yet, please feel free to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, no big news in terms of the negotiations between MLB and MLBPA as the labor agreements continue to to push on. Hopefully today, um, you know, sides met on Tuesday, little to no progress there. Um, but however, despite the uh, lack of, of baseball that could be happening or, the, the, you know, the lack of movement on that front, l- let's go ahead and talk about a, a possible move the Cardinals could make because it was reported um, on MLB trade rumors that the Cardinals could have interest in one Colin Moran. It actually originated um, from a chat with readers by St. Louis Post-Dispatch reporter Derek Gould saying that the Cardinals have some interest in free agent first baseman Colin Moran. Um, a, a report, I should say, that I did not see coming whatsoever. Uh, you know, when I think of who the Cardinals could go after offensively, Colin Moran's name did not jump to the top of the page, uh, certainly, but... And again, not not that I am 100% all in on on Moran, but I'll kind of give my thoughts throughout the show. But I do think that it, it's not one to dismiss out of hand because uh, Moran is somebody that has put up, at bare minimum, somewhat decent numbers over the course of his career. So we're going to talk about Moran a little bit. There's also a piece about Matt Carpenter uh, that I want to get to on today's show, as well as maybe just talk about some other DH options for the Cardinals here in 2022, and of course, more thoughts on the uh, negotiations. But let's go ahead and get right into it. Colin, so this is a report from MLB Trade Rumors. That's where this quote comes from. Excuse me. Uh, quote, as part of a chat with readers this week, Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports that the Cardinals have some interest in free agent first baseman Colin Moran. The 29-year-old hit the open market just before the lockout after the Pirates designated him for assignment in late November, in late November upon re-signing Yossi Sutsugo. And quote, uh, there's more information that I'll get into from that article. But, you know, Colin Moran is somebody that has had a somewhat decent career overall. Um, career 267 hitter. He's got 45 home runs across six seasons. You know, n- nothing exceptional. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he's blown everybody out of the water. Uh, just short career with with Houston that lasted just 16 games. Uh, and then most of his time with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, first full season came in 2018. Uh, had 11 home runs, drove in 58 in 144 games. Slugged 407, OPS of 747. Uh, his career high in OPS did come in the shortened 2020 season. He had a power surge in 2020, playing 52 games, hitting 10 home runs. Backed that up with 21 or 2021 when he played 99 games and still just hit... 
10 home runs. So 2020 was definitely a power year for him more than any other year in his career. Uh, 2019 was his best year out of the, the limited full-time years that he has. Played 149 games, 277, the batting average, 322 on base, 429 slugging, um, 751 OPS, 96 OPS plus. So again, just a little a tick below average there. Did hit 13 home runs, drove in 80, had 30 doubles that year. Uh, career high in doubles, home runs, and RBIs came in 2019. Now, what Colin Moran does bring, I'll start off with the positives. He brings a left-handed bat to this lineup that that is in dire need of one. I think that whoever takes over the DH spot or whatever offensive target they choose to bring in, it should be left-handed. Whether that is... Um, a Kyle Schwarber, a Nolan Gorman, who's already in your system. You can save money and spend it elsewhere if you so choose. But I do think that the Cardinals should bring in a left-handed bat of some kind when they when the, when the lockout ends first and foremost, and then whenever the Cardinals are able to kind of allocate their funds and make moves. As hopefully, fingers crossed, spring training is just a couple of weeks away. We're getting awfully close to that February 28th deadline that the MLB set or that MLB set saying, "Hey, if we don't get a deal by this time, then." We might need to postpone the season, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more coming up in a little while. Um, but Moran does bring a left-handed bat. He brings a little bit of power. He's a solid bat. Again, nothing that's going to blow you out of the water. It's not like when I saw this report, I was like, "Yes, let's go for it. Let's get let's you know, Cardinals should go get Colin Moran." No, that's not a that's not what I thought of. That's not what uh, came to mind. My mind was, you know, that would be. a Honestly, a nice backup option, all due respect to Colin Moran. Uh, one big positive as well that he brings, the dude rakes in Bush Stadium. 29 career games in Bush Stadium. Outside of PNC Park, it's the second most games he's played in a park in his career. 106 plate appearances. It's 96 total at-bats. He's got a 323 batting average, a 368 on base, 469 slugging, 837 OPS. He has three home runs at the ballpark, five doubles, OPS plus of 124 in that park. Just absolutely mashes in St. Louis. A big part of the reason why his numbers against the Cardinals are what they are. 60 career games against the Cardinals. That is the most um, against any one team in his career. 291, 354, 429 is the slash line. Four, excuse me, 783 the OPS, 110 OPS plus. Seven home runs, 33 runs driven in in those 60 games. For whatever reason, he chooses to come unleashed against St. Louis. And I think that Kyle Moran could be one of those guys that could benefit from a scene change. He's been with the Pirates since 2018. He had a strong year in 2020. But other than that, you know, nothing super exceptional from the baseball standpoint, especially in 2021. Limited playing time, didn't get on the field a whole lot. Um, like I said earlier, they, he was designated for assignment because of somebody else that the Pirates did sign. So... Again, should this be prior or target number one when you're talking about the Cardinal DH options? No, and I'm not trying to make that claim or make anything close to that claim. What I am saying is that he wouldn't be the worst option that the Cardinals could sign, and I think that at bare minimum, if this signing is made, and again, this is just mutual interest. That's all this is right now, just mutual interest. But if this signing is made, I think that the bare minimum, it gives you a left-handed bat to plug into the lineup and or a left-handed bat to put on your bench. Um... The, the, the cons of it is, is that he's, you know, somebody that isn't a splash signing, uh, that, that is likely going to block the way for some other young guys. Juan Yepes comes to mind. Nolan Gorman comes to mind, uh, especially. Nolan Gorman is the one that, that mainly comes to mind for me uh, in terms of who he might block. Uh, but yesterday, whenever I tweeted this out, Joe G at Joe G 414 on Twitter said, hope not, want to see those Yepes at-bats. So definitely does 
have some possibility for blocking um, certain guys in the lineup or certain guys in the in the system for getting at bats. And if the Cardinals say Nolan Gorman is ready and they want to give Nolan Gorman Nolan Gorman the DH job, great. Go out there and run with it. I hit a home run with Nolan Gorman and MLB the Show last night, so maybe that's a sign of good things to come for the Cardinal uh, left-handed star. Left-handed hitting star, I should say, or prospect, not even star yet. But so, so those are kind of the, the pros and cons. And the the other comment I've talked about, kind of indirectly on the on today's show, is how much does he really, like, really, concretely improve your team? You know, is it minimally? Is it marginally? Is it none? Is it a lot? You know. So I think that Colin Moran, you know, the the interest there, like I said, doesn't come at a huge disappointment by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it does kind of raise an eyebrow, if you will, in terms of, you know, is this the move the Cardinals want to go to? Because with the DH likely coming in this new CBA, if and when we ever get one, it is interesting to see what the Cardinals could go after with the DH. We'll talk about that a little bit more in segment number two. But just to kind of wrap up my thoughts on Moran, if, if, if he, again, I don't think he's going to become, just because he comes to St. Louis, a 300 hitter like he is um, when, he, when he plays at Bush Stadium in the limited games uh, in his career there. But I do think maybe a change of scenery could be good to, for him. He would be playing on a competitive team, which he hasn't played for in, in quite some time. Um, so that could be just a personal boost for him. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys will benefit from a scene change or have benefited from a scene change. Matt Carpenter is one of those guys. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. But I do want to talk about another DH option that on paper is a really nice fit. Something, you know, hasn't been a whole lot of reported interest in the two sides yet. Uh, but that's Kyle Schwarber. Uh, could be a DH option that the Cardinals could really, really go after. So we'll talk about Kyle Schwarber as well as some other options coming up here in just a minute. But it is getting to be late February here. Could be a time when you're starting to weigh in on your New Year's resolutions. Whether you stuck with it or you're starting to fall off, I encourage you to get back on that horse. Keep your resolution strong, including if it's eating healthy, because we have an option for you, and that is Built Bar. Because if you tried the puffs yet, if you're not, you're missing out, because Built Bar has protein-infused marshmallows. That's right. You can even have a wonderful 100% chocolate-covered marshmallow and get the protein you need to stay healthy. Puffs are a fan Favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Those are just a few to name. All Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better because a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars are just 130 calories. And they've also got four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You have tons of flavors to choose from. I would go for the double chocolate myself. You've also got white chocolate cookies and cream this month, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, many, many more. So why are you waiting? Go to Built.com right now and enter the promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. With the DH coming to the National League, you definitely have some options for the St. Louis Cardinals. Talked about one already, Nolan Gorman, one of the top prospects. Um, if you want to hear more about prospects, make locked on MLB prospects or second listen of the day. Host Lindsey Crosby. Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So make them your second listen after making locked on Cardinals your first listen of the day. Um, 
But when you think about the DH, there's some pretty good options out there. And one that you know, a certain amount of people wanted to see him come to St. Louis last offseason, or two offseasons ago even, that's Kyle Schwarber. Yes, the old Cub, this is the story, 2016 uh, World Series hero, Chicago Cub. He was on uh, Nationals for the first part of this season, and then Boston, to close it out, had a very good time in Boston. Uh, Kyle Schwarber closed his uh, 2021 season with a 41-game stint for the Red Sox after he was um, healed of injury. Hit 291, had an on-base of 435. That is remarkable. And a slugging percentage of 522, good for an OPS of 957. OPS plus 154. Uh, seven home runs, 18 runs driven in. Walked 33 times, had 10 doubles mixed in there. 39 overall hits with Boston. Just pretty remarkable stuff for Kyle Schwarber. And he is basically what what Colin Moran brings to the table, but but, but better. He's got better career numbers. He's a left-handed bat that the Cardinals can bring uh, the DH or off the bench for his career. I mean, he's only a career 237 hitter, so not not good, right? But a career on base comparatively for 343, slugs 493. That's good for an OPS of 836, an All-Star in 2021. Um, Somebody that, like I said, was a World Series champion in 2016. Could could provide some good stuff for the St. Louis Cardinals. And when, when you when you think of um when you think of Kyle Schwarber, you, you don't tend to tend to think of leadoff position, but when when you look at his batting order positions for his career, um batting leadoff is the second most times that he's Second most games that he spent would be leading off. 125 games batting first. Uh, second or The highest is batting sixth at 130. But when he hits leadoff, 230 the batting average. So again, nothing exceptional there. But he has an on-base of 323, slugs 534, make up for with an OPS of 857. Um, so it's an option. It's another option for the leadoff spot, which has been somewhat of a bug for the Cardinals, if you ask me. And again, you don't tend to think of, let's sign a DH. Great, we got our leadoff hitter. <laughs> um, and he's not definitely not the prototypical leadoff hitter in terms of speed. He's only got 12 stolen bases across the course of his 17-year career at one in each of 2021 and 2020. Uh, so, so, like I said, not your prototypical leadoff hitter. He's got a little bit more pop from, from the leadoff spot. And I'm not saying the Cardinals have to hit him leadoff. But now at least maybe you have your, your second-place hitter. You want to go Tommy Evan at the top. You go Schwarber 2, Goldie 3, Nolan Arnato 4, and O'Neal 5. Or you even go Schwarber is your fifth, and you move everybody else down a slot. Schwarber, I think, could be a very good option for the Cardinals. And he's coming off, like I said, a really solid year. Um, okay numbers with the Nationals. His on-base was still pretty high for compared to, to his batting average. Still had a very solid slugging percentage at 570. Yes, pretty solid if you ask me. Uh, he had 25 home runs with Washington in just 72 games. Big part of why he was an all-star in 2021. His only all-star game to date. Uh, but but when you think of the Cardinal DH, the number one priority to me in the DH needs to be that he's left-handed. Because when you look at the Cardinal lineup right now, we'll go one to eight, okay? We're just going go to go around the diamond. Okay, we're going to start with Yadier Molina. He's right-handed. Paul Goldschmidt, right-handed. Edmund. Switch hitter, so you're going to have at least a couple left-handed at-bats in there once in a while. Uh, Paul DeYoung or Mundo Sosa, right-handed. Nolan Arenado, right-handed. Tyler O'Neill, right-handed. Harrison Bader, right-handed. Dylan Carlson, yeah, switch hitter. So you do have two left-handed hitters in there, but especially Carlson, he's a lot better or a lot more productive from the right side. And again, not that he's unproductive from the left, but I'm just trying to make a point here that the Cardinals need 
a left-handed bat. You need balance in a lineup. And you have some good left-handed options out there. Colin Moran's a, at least a, at minimum a decently solid option. You've got um, Kyle Schwarber out there, even Nolan Gorman, as I mentioned. Those are kind of the three names that I have my eye on in terms of who is the DH um, for, for the St. Louis Cardinals moving forward. Again, you know, I talked about a little bit earlier, maybe Juan Yepes sneaks his way into a couple DH at-bats. But this will be a way to get a lot of guys at-bats uh, with that DH. That is a big positive of the designated hitter for coming to the National League. But I want to know what you guys think, so let me know in the comments section. Uh, on, on YouTube, you can email LockedOnCards at gmail.com. You can DM the... Oh, let's try this. You can DM the Twitter right there on at LJFastball. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right there on the screen. You can also DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Do you think it should be Schwarber? Do you think it should be Gorman? Do you think it should be Moran? Do you think it should be none of those? Do you think it should be Paul DeYoung and the Cardinals go get Trevor Story as a shortstop? What do you think? Because offensively speaking, this team is pretty solid. But as it points out in the MLB Trade Rumors uh, website, the, the Cardinals' options for DH could be pretty slim internally. I've talked about Gorman, a name that I haven't talked about is Lars Newtbar. Juan Yep, as I have talked about, uh, Brendan Donovan is on the 40-man. Brad Miller could, um, could could be an option this winter. Old, you know, old, old St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, but according to the MLB Trade Rumors website, Derek Gould did not mention him. Uh, did not mention that the Cardinals have pursued him this offseason. So internally. You've got some 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 positive candidates, right? I'm sure a lot of people are very excited about Gorman, obviously. Uh, but then overall, you've got, you know, Newt Bar could be exciting. He's, you know, probably at best going to be a fourth outfielder for this team. Probably not going to be, you know, probably not going to ha- probably not going to have the best team on the field if not Lars Newt Bar is your full time DH, right? Um, but I do think, like I said, some good options out there. If the Cardinals want to go spend the money. All that said. Priority number one, as I talked about in an episode last week or two weeks ago, priority number one needs to be the bullpen, right? And I I still believe that because overall, even with the limited DH options internally, you've got the high upside, but still unknown Nolan Gorman, uh, still uncertainty at the DH. This offense is very strong. <laughs> I mean, when I was going through the names of who, what, what you know, what, what they hit, it's a pretty impressive lineup. Goldschmidt, Arnato on the corners. Edmonds, a solid guy up the middle. Sosa and DeYoung, you know, Sosa could be a solid solid baseball player as well as Paul DeYoung, especially with this new routine that I talked about a number of weeks ago that Derek Gold is reported on again. And that outfield is just remarkable with O'Neal, Bader, and Carlson. So that's a pretty strong starting eight right there already. The bullpen, you have a lot more, lot more uncertainty. In, the, in that bullpen. Uh, yes, you've got T.J. McFarlane back. Yes, you've got you know Jordan Hicks hopefully coming back, but that's still in, in and of itself a question mark. Giovanni Gallegos, Genesis Cabrera are two mainstays in that bullpen. You're going to see Ryan Helsley. You're going to see Cody Whitley come back in that bullpen. you still got a lot of questions. A lot of question marks in that bullpen, so that needs reassuring. That needs shoring up, and every team is going to be trying to prove in the bullpen, so it's going to be a a quick moving market, in my opinion, and I think relievers are going to get paid this offseason. So I still acknowledge that the number one priority overall when this lockout ends for the St. Louis Cardinals needs to be the bullpen. Needs to be. However, that does not mean to lack or to dismiss what the Cardinals need from the offensive side of things, and I've talked about it extensively on today's show. That is a left-handed bat, hopefully with some pop to it, because like I said, Bench options, you've got some upside, you've got a lot of question marks um, when you get past the starting eight for the St. Louis Cardinals. One left-handed bat that has left the Cardinals is Matt Carpenter. 
And there's a great story in The Athletic today by Ken Rosenthal talking about Matt Carpenter. And I know he's not a Cardinal anymore, but I want to talk about Matt Carpenter. because um, He's just a, a class guy, somebody that, that tried to always do the right thing, always do, did things the right way as well. Somebody that, that, in my opinion, will be wearing a red jacket one day, not because not of a Cooperstown Hall of Fame bid, slow your roll, but because he will be a Cardinal Hall of Famer. So talking about Matt Carpenter and his uh, the, the revitalization of his career, the attempted one at least, coming up here in just a little bit. But football might be over, and that might be very sad for a lot of us. But basketball and in pro and college is on full steam ahead with March Madness coming up very, very quickly. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sport betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, news this season, as it's not just basketball as well. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions Bet online, where the game starts. Matt Carpenter is somewhat of a polarizing figure. When you, you know, maybe not as polarizing as Harrison Bader was last year, or even as Colin Moran is now, but Matt Carpenter definitely a polarizing figure. Somebody that had a a you know a, a large part in a lot of really good cardinal teams but fell off in his words fell off a cliff to close his cardinal career his last really solid season really good season in my opinion was uh 2018 36 home runs top 10 mvp voting um you know we all know that the salsa that the august that, that that carpenter had 36 years old uh, in his age 35 season, he played 130 games, a lot more than a lot of people wanted to see him play. Uh, 169 the batting average, on base 305, slugged 275, OPS of 581, OPS plus 65. That is the lowest for any full season in his career. Only time it got lower than 65 was a seven-game stint in 2011. Somebody that, that it was really easy to root for, if you ask me, just because of, of, like I said, the type of guy that he is, you know, he's had a, a pretty storied, you know, pretty, not storied, okay, pretty solid career, okay, 11 years with the Cardinals, three-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, he was sixth place in 2012, top five in the MVP voting in 2013, top 15 in 2015, and top 10, as I mentioned, in 2018, Led the league in hits in 2013. Led the league in doubles in 13 and 15. Led the league in plate appearances in 14 and runs in 2013. Had pretty solid careers, but again, we all know what happened. The, the shift really killed Carpenter's career. It was one of those things that you just couldn't just couldn't beat it. And there, like I said, there's a, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is a long, extensive, in-depth read. But it's about Matt Carpenter. It's by Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic Today talking about um, his cross-country adventure, uh, really cross-world adventure, to try and improve his swing. Talked with Joey Votto. Talked with Matt Carpenter. He's going to hit with Nolan Arenado this offseason with a hitting instructor. Again, I'm just giving you the elevator pitch. But you hear a lot of these stories this in these off-seasons, right, of guys trying to retool their swing, guys trying to remake their careers, especially a guy like Matt Carpenter. I talked about it a little while ago, as I mentioned, with Paul DeYoung, also somebody that is trying to remake their career, 
revitalize their career at bare minimum. And Matt Carpenter talked to Joey Votto. That was the, the first phone call that he made. And Joey Votto, you know, this is somebody that was regarded as a top two first baseman in all of baseball, you know, in the late 2000s, early 2010s. And then when Albert started his decline, it was regarded as the best ba- uh, first baseman. He's a five-time All-Star. Votto is led the league in numerous categories, numerous amount of times on base machine, right? But he had a down year in 2019 and 2020, um, and then in 2021 revitalizes. He has 266 batting average, 375 on base, slugs 563, hits 36 home runs. That's the highest for a total since 2017. Top 16 in the MVP this this most recent season. So they talked about trying to retool a swing, trying to look for more power. And one thing that I did find interesting, there was this um, baseball lab, for lack of a better phrase, that Carpenter goes to. And they, they find the hot zones in your swing, right? And again, a lot more detail to it in the article. But they, they figure out that Carpenter's swing is really tooled for that pitch down and away. And that, that's really the pitch that he drives the best. But he was trying to, or not trying to, he was pulling it all the time. He would roll over and hit the ground, hit the ground or the second baseman that we saw time and time again, or hit it into right field. But that's where the second baseman was playing. So retooling of the swing, and we, we've heard it off season after off season for Carpenter. This is when he's going to do it. This is when he's going to try and revitalize the swing. He's going to go the other way more often. He's going to do it finally. Is this the, the year? Because it's make or break for Carpenter. Make or break for his career. You know, if a team decides to take a chance on 36-year-old Matt Carpenter, it probably is not going to be every day. But we saw flashes of it even in the last two seasons. We saw flashes of it in spring training in 2020 before COVID shut down. We saw flashes of it in 2020. We saw flashes of it early in 2021. So I just wanted to kind of give a shout-out to Ken Rosenthal's incredible reporting about what Matt Carpenter is doing this offseason, retooling the swing. If you have a subscription to The Athletic, go find it. Go read it. It's a great read. If you don't have a subscription to The Athletic, subscribe to it. It's a great website, great people. And that's just to read that article, even if you want to do that. So, uh, But the, the lockout has continued. Little movement. Um, it's kind of closing out the, the, the show today with a little movement uh, between the MLB PA and MLB, movement is movement. They've met twice in consecutive back-to-back days for numerous hours, both together and with their own parties. Movement is movement. That 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 is what I'll say for, for, to, to kind of close out the show. It's a good thing that we that they've met so frequently. It's a good thing that they continue to meet. Hopefully, they meet every day this week. Hopefully, they get a deal done by the time next week comes, and we can get back to a little bit more normalcy in terms of the baseball sense. Uh, but that's going to do it for my show today. Who do you, once again, to close out, who do you think should be the Cardinal DH in 2022? Who would you like to see the Cardinals go after for a DH as well? And what are your thoughts on the column? Right now? Those are the questions of the day for you to ponder as you go throughout the rest of your day. So thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Be sure to make your third listen, Locked on MLB, after Locked on MLB Prospects, which is your second one. Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back at you tomorrow, hopefully with good news on the labor agreement and more off-season discussion about the St. Louis Cardinals. Until I talk to you guys then, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.